School didn't teach us how to be good at love. So I created the Stubborn Love Podcast to help you navigate it. With my expertise in the marriage therapy biz, I'll share insights on topics like sex, money, and rock and roll. Um, I mean, navigating conflict and more. No matter what stage of relationship you're in right now, this podcast is for you. Every episode has actionable tips that will help you create a happier, healthier, and more fulfilling life with the people you love. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe now and join me on this journey of love and learning for the stuff they didn't teach you in relationship school. Welcome back, everybody. We have a special show today, and we are going to talk about one of the most awkward subjects that couples try to avoid, money. And so we have a special guest, Adam Cole. And uh, Adam, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners? Well, first of all, thanks for having me on, Paige. Uh, And you're certainly right about money being one of the most taboo and, and challenging topics. It's a top stressor and a top cause of divorce uh, for couples. And that's a big part of why I work in this space. Uh, I call myself couples financial coach. And my work is essentially all about helping couples navigate those challenging, tricky conversations around money, uh, whether it's about the tactical and practical side, how you uh, actually figure out where are we today, where do we want to get to tomorrow, and how do we get there in the numbers, you know, on paper kind of way, uh, but also this part of, well, how do we talk to each other about this? How do I even understand how I feel, let alone communicate with my partner? Um, let alone how do we find our way to a real compromise, right? That doesn't breed resentment in the long term or short term. It's not easy. Uh, It's really not easy, but it's so worth it. The Mm -hmm. transformation I get to be a part of with my couples, you know, sometimes it's because the conversation goes a whole new way. And oh my God, it's like the sun came out from behind the clouds, but sometimes it's just as simple as if you and your partner are on that journey together, even if you're still, you know, relative like toddlers when it comes to it and you're still like, I don't know how to do this or talk about that. But just the fact that you both know that both of you are in this, that you're gonna try and work as a team it makes such a difference for people. Um, And so, yeah, the goal of my work is to have couples rocking the relationship and the finances at the same time. Mm. It's a lot of fun. And, you know, I'll probably share more about my background and how I got here. Uh, But essentially, my background is I worked as a financial advisor. I used (laughs) to work as a lawyer, in particular, a tax lawyer. I've got a master's in tax law. And I'm also a certified mediator uh, and a coach. And so I basically realized, oh my God, I think I could actually make a real difference at this intersection of relationships and money, which is like you said, a huge taboo in a really underserved space. And so that's why I'm there to try and help the people. 
<laughs> you know, that's really interesting. Your background is like full circle. Like you have the attorney part, you have the coaching part to where you, you can um, help the couples and then the mediator part, which is perfect to help them guide to a better compromise. Like, wow, you, you have a lot of background information uh, to help you and help the couples get to somewhere. Thank you. I mean, I appreciate it. It wasn't, I can't say it was intentionally done, uh, but it all worked out. And there was that moment where everything coalesced and I was like, okay, you know what? I think if anyone's got the right blend of skills and experience to do this work, I might be one of those people. And don't get me wrong, I didn't roll out of bed ready to make the difference that I make with my clients. Yeah. But, you know, I settled into, okay, I'm going to start thinking about this, creating content, reading, writing, podcasting, YouTubing, Instagramming, right? And over time, of course, as with anything else, we get better and better at our craft. Mm -hmm. How did you even like get in the factor of, ooh, couples, ooh, money, like this is really needed. Like how'd you roll out of bed with that idea? When I first started my coaching business, Originally, I didn't know it was going to be a side hustle or a full-time thing. Uh, and then I was trying to figure out my niches and I had changed them once or twice. But at this moment that I'm going to tell you about, I was saying, you know, I help people with their finances, their relationships and their communication. Right. And those were strengths of mine, whether from the mediation background, but all, just all my other experiences, I had a knack for helping people with their communication and then their relationships. And I'd always been involved in the numbers and finance world. I also studied economics in school mm-hmm. and I've been a finance my whole life. So I think at the time that was actually more aspirational. I certainly hadn't had any clients who came to me specifically for financial stuff, right? Sometimes it was part of what they were dealing with, but you know, sometimes you just got to speak it before it happens and like, okay, this is what I'm going to focus on world. Yeah. And then I was on a call with somebody a networking call and I, he asked what I did and I told him and I said, you know, finances, communication, relationships. And he goes, what about financial communication? Like basically I had three oh separate things and he says, yeah. right. That's the, one of the top causes of divorce. And I was like, hmm. And so I started researching it. Well, yeah. I mean, to be completely honest, especially that lawyer background in me, skeptical mind, like, but curious now, like, hmm, I kind of, he seemed like he knew what he was talking about. So I go and Google Mm -hmm. it and I'm like, whoa, it really is a top cause of divorce. Yeah. Right. And I was like, okay, but that alone wasn't enough. It was then when I went to Amazon to try and find books about it. And there were so few. What? That's crazy. I mean, you can go and do it even today. There's a few more today than there than there was then. But yeah, um, I I found like, as I recall, probably in and around ten books. And Mm. so I ordered them all and started reading them. But uh, you know, there like so few podcasts focusing on this, and still a pretty small number there. And then to find people who were specializing in this, that it was the center of their business. Again, that was like nearly impossible to find. And I was befuddled, to be honest. I was like, what, what's going on here? Right. Um, I still don't know authoritatively. I have theories as to why it's like that. But the bottom line is 
you're looking at something that in surveys, it's often somewhere in the realm of 30% of couples will say it was the main driver of their divorce, right? There should be thousands and thousands of books about this. There should be dozens of podcasts, right? Um, With such a top cause, I'm so surprised how little information there is to actually help couples with this issue. Right. And so, and this is ties into the work that I do. It's like, there are obviously wonderful podcasts about communication and healthy relationships. And that's really important, right? And learning different communication skills and how to approach conversations in a healthy way, um, how to understand yourself. And then there's a lot of great podcasts about money stuff, right? Like how to maximize your, yeah, maximize your dollars, invest for retirement, how to achieve your goals, how to become a millionaire, how to start a side hustle, right? All of that. And there's great stuff out there but to be at the intersection of the two, there's not a whole lot that does that. And in my experience, one without the other, then you're, you don't really get where you need to go. You really need to have both at the same time. And so, for example, I see this with my clients. If they only work on the money piece and like analyzing how much money they have and what they're spending Mm -hmm. and okay fine right some clients you can tell they just want me to give them a plan be like Adam tell us yeah like tell us what to spend so that we can be able to go on vacation three times a year and buy that house fix the issue for us please right right and it's like well listen I don't even know if that's possible, but even if it were, right? Cause I need to, we need to understand your preferences, your priorities, your, what keeps you up at night, what gets you out of bed in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even if I know that stuff, if I give you a plan and you and your partner don't have trust and safety mm. around talking about money, mm. inevitably in trying to hold to a set of, rules and parameters that you didn't even create yourselves right it's gonna break down because we're human and so even my best clients sometimes oops I overspent that category or oh my commission was lower this month right that's just human yeah Yeah. when that happens and sometimes not even with something that dramatic it's gonna it's likely to all break down wow or blow up or however you want to yeah describe it um and you really need both. And when it's the relationship part and the money part are separate, right? Because there's amazing podcasts that cover each of those things. But again, I think there's still something important that you miss because all of the communication and all of the mindset work in the world is not going to poof out of thin air a coherent spending plan and you know pathway to achieve your goals the numerical part and all of the phenomenal financial advice and interest calculations and da 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 is not going to help you and your partner feel safe talking about this yeah right and without that safety it's likely to lead to some places that are not so great so Mm -hmm. you you it's really important to have 
a way to bridge those gaps and to have someone who can, or something or someone who can help you like, okay, so we're gonna practice healthy communication mm -hmm. and we're gonna do it about such and such topic related to your finances. Yeah. Right. So that's um, where you come in then. Yeah. Right. Or like, these are the kinds of questions to be asking. And, you know, you may not even, you just, they may not occur to you to ask even the, right. It's nothing that's like, uh, going to win a Nobel prize for literature. Right. But even asking some questions like, Hey, tell me about how you grew up and what you saw your family do with money. Mm. Hey, what about the messages you got from your community, whether that was like a religious community or cultural community, right? Mm -hmm. What about messages related to your identity, whether that's gender, racial, sexual orientation, mm. et cetera, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, what messages did you receive and how do you think they affected you, right? It's just, we don't like we're humans, right? We're generalists. We can't be experts in everything, mm -hmm. right? But there are these kinds of inquiries, questions, activities that I'm able to take my clients through um, and hopefully in not too long, my readers through mm -hmm. um, uh, writing a book at the moment and like mm -hmm. that will really open up those dialogues in a way that helps them bring the two pieces together, right? That the yeah. relational piece and emotional, I, for, for understanding and, and linguistic purposes, I split them up, the practical mm -hmm. tactical versus the emotional relational. Oh. But in reality, you know, you have one relationship, one right. life. So it all kind of <laughs> mushes together. Uh, and, you know, that's, it's not a bad thing, right? If you're, if you're able to navigate that together and mm -hmm. have some of those healthy dialogues. So if I'm clear, what it sounds like is when they first come to you, you first start off just trying to explore what their beliefs are about money and what their experiences are, like how their life has shaped their view of their money beliefs and try to just get them to understand that as like the, your first part. Absolutely. I mean, when it comes to trying to get the money conversation started, if that's something that's been difficult, uh, you know, there's really two pieces, like what do we want to talk about in the conversation? And then how do we even get the conversation to happen? Mm. Right. Um, and for now I'll talk about the, like, what do we talk about in the conversation piece, yeah. which I think that is such a great place to start. Uh, and here's why. Number one, it has you being vulnerable and you don't even know it, right? Because you're actually talking about your past mm -hmm. and things that influenced you. Mm -hmm. um, and same with your partner. So I like to say it's like sneaky vulnerable um, and vulnerability is typically a good thing. Yes. Um, and yet at the same time, you're just describing your experiences, which is distinct from, hey, let's sit down with our budget and try to find a way to cut out $500 a month, right? Right. There's like meaning behind it. There's a story behind it. There is. And when you just try and go to that budget and like, let's, we need to cut 500 a month. 
but we don't have a bigger picture plan that we're both on board with. Mm -hmm. We don't feel safe talking to each other about it. We don't have any sort of shared vision. We're not on the same page in any way. Well, because we're two different humans with two different preference sets now, when we go and try and cut expenses, inevitably we're gonna disagree about which ones should be cut. Right. And unless we're somehow really savvy naturally around navigating the numbers and the talking about it part, it's usually going to break down, descend into arguments, uh, avoidance, overwhelm, whatever. Mm -hmm. All those kinds of things that make you want to stay even further away from the conversation in the future, like a lot of couples unfortunately do. Um, but if you are just sharing things about the influences around you, the experiences you've had with uh, financial institutions and money related things, jobs, otherwise, there's not so much to argue about because you're just sharing, right? And that's so true. You can't argue someone's feelings or experience. Or at least it's a whole lot harder, right? Yeah. Than, uh, <laughs> and so that starts my couples off having oh, we can talk about money and it's not a nightmare, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And yes, you know, I'm not saying that just because I can tell you how my parents were about money means we've resolved everything and now we can have even the most difficult, complex conversations about, you know, mm. should we have a prenuptial agreement and what should be in there, but, mm -hmm. uh, or, or otherwise, but it's, we're, we're laying the foundation, yeah. even if it's got to be brick by brick. Yeah. Right? So it's not a quick fix just by opening up. Oh, I mean, well, listen, it, it, it's certainly not a guaranteed quick fix. Some couples, when they just, even by starting this conversation, you know, the, all the walls somehow just like come mm -hmm. down and they, they get, you know, if they're fortunate with that. Um, but that's something, you know, you'll see when <laughs> on my site where I talk about my programs, like this is not for people who want an overnight quick fix silver mm. bullet, like, because I don't believe there's a whole lot that is, that can be done like that. That's really sustainable. Mm. Um, you don't get to the root of it when you go so quickly like that. Typically. Right. And yeah. especially when it's something like money where there's also a, concrete practical element to it right that has to be worked out in addition like even the most genius practitioner who can help you have that emotional transformation awesome right but we still also have to sit down and like understand our finances today figure out what our goals are figure out what they're going to take to achieve draft some sort of plan to get there and implement mm -hmm. the plan right mm -hmm. so maybe somebody can make one of those aspects happen overnight but not usually both yeah right? yeah um and that's okay because the thing is uh part of the process is experiencing the bumps and bruises ebbs and flows of everyday life including around our finances mm. because like anything else right it's like if you'd never you get confronted with the thing that triggers the issue, right. right? You can just keep avoiding it. 
but you know it's actually a good thing when one person from my client goes out and you know spends a little more than they were supposed to because oh boy. now yeah now they actually get to okay like let's practice what we've been working on with adam or mm-hmm. whoa that really triggered me let's go talk about it on our call with adam or you know if there's someone who's going through a program or book or whatever without the coaching like let's go let me go journal about this or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be yeah. right because like so many things in life and especially in our romantic relationships especially long-term yeah. marriage decade that type of ones right mm-hmm. a lot of that growth it has to be experiential right you can't just do it in theory right yeah. you actually have to go and live it and experience the way it makes you feel and how it shows up in your nervous system and your body and like what kind of person you turn into when you get triggered in such and such way and, yeah you know understanding how that impacts your partner and how they show up when they're hurt and maybe don't realize it right like this stuff just kind of has to be experienced um and so mm-hmm. it's a mix of the two right but if you don't have that foundation of trust and safety it's very difficult to get into that work right and start to really understand yourself and your partner at that level where you can have this dialogue mm-hmm. be constructive and healthy um so that's why again that conversation it's sneaky vulnerable right yeah. it it of course has you learning more about yourself and your partner as you listen to them mm-hmm. uh but also it like i said it builds that foundation of oh okay we can have a conversation about money and it's not a disaster and yeah. you know it's like if you think like of a video game character that is not going to be like a full refill of all your hit points of all your hp yeah. right or your yeah. energy bar or whatever you want to think about it yeah but having asking those first couple of questions and just being able to listen to each other and under okay you know maybe you get 10% of the way there okay now we're at mm-hmm. 20 now we're at 30 and then maybe once you're at you know 70% trust now we can actually start to have some really vulnerable and challenging conversations that of the type that can push us closer and closer wow. to that place we want to get to where there's a deep level of oh okay i can like talk to you about this i can open up i can tell you what's there mm-hmm. and you know it may not be pretty but i trust you're going to listen to me and do your best to understand where i'm coming from mm. right um and that's hard to do with money This is really methodical how you've thought about this process of okay let's make sure we have this trust and safety now let's open up a little bit now let's experience these bumps in the road but these bumps in the road are actually blessings for us because now we can put into practice all that we're learning with Adam and then we continue to go further and further down that path of exploring even more about beliefs about money wow mm. yeah. And kudos, Paige, your uh, 
reflection skills are like on point. <laughs> That's what therapists do. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So why don't, um, with what little time we have left, I feel like we're going to have to invite you back so we can explore this much further because we're only scratching the surface here. It's true. Yeah. So why don't we just try to um, kind of go through how, how do we have those conversations? What are, like, how do we start them? What does it look like? Yeah. So obviously what I'm about to say is going to have some element of generality and broad strokes to it, right? So for people listening, of course, you want to put this, filter this through your own way of communicating and the dynamic between you and your partner mm -hmm. and you know yourselves best, right? So mm -hmm. I'll give that caveat, right? But so basically what I first encourage people to do when they're struggling to even I honestly, we haven't talked about it and I don't really know how to approach it. And, and what do I do? I say, okay, well, first spend some time with yourself, mm -hmm. reflecting on some of those types of things we've been talking about, those questions, right? That you might discuss with your partner. Things like, okay, you know, when the word money comes up, like what does that bring to mind, right? what ideas, what thoughts, what images, what narratives are conjured for me, right? Um, what are the things I feel most nervous to talk about around money, right? Are there any aspects around money that are particularly uncomfortable or mm -hmm. maybe if I can notice any feelings of shame, right? Mm -hmm. Those are, are super powerful. Uh, and basically the idea here is to acclimate yourself to conversations that could be uncomfortable, but also to bring a little bit of self-awareness to the dialogue so that you can manage your triggers. Because especially if you and your partner are avoiding this because you've had negative interactions in the past around it, yeah, they're going to, even if they're not doing it on purpose, they're going to want to pull you right back into that same pattern of relating, mm -hmm. right? And so- Let's finish this fight. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, hold on, I know what comes next. Hold yeah. on, let's get back in that pattern. So a little bit of self-awareness and self-reflection may help you head off, like getting stuck in that hamster wheel, right? It may allow you to take a step back. Um, so that's the first thing I encourage people to do. Mm -hmm. uh, and the next thing is, I think it's really helpful to look at what's my role in the situation, okay? Mm. And what I mean by this is what did I do or not do that led to where we are at oh, today? Boy. Oh, right? that's such a hard question. It is, right? But I mean, one thing you can do if you're like, what? Is, <laughs> you know, imagine yourself a detective right? Mm -hmm. Like whatever, whoever was your favorite detective growing up in the kids books, right? Like I read, uh, as a kid, I read Nate the Great, right? So, you know, I'm Nate the Great. Okay. No Nancy what, Drew? I'm not saying no Nancy Drew, but that was my favorite, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and so it's like, okay, how 
it's like almost if I, you know you're the writer for the tv show at the table like mm. hey imagine right and the reality is it always takes two to tango in a relationship right but that's kind of yep. like oh just like a you know phrase okay how does that help me well you know a lot of times i have clients who come to me and you can kind of tell one of them is like i'm the good one that's what they think right they're <laughs> like i've got a budget i don't overspend he's the one doing it right Fix i'm the good them. one yeah and adam make sure he understands he's the the bad one right yeah and i'm the good one and so i say okay so you know how long have you guys been together uh we've been like together for nine years married for six congratulations okay um so how long has this like how long have you not been where you want to be around money yeah yeah honestly it's been like the whole time we're married okay so like six years yep oh and so then i look at that partner who the one who's the they think the right partner and i say so how long have you been putting up with this how long have you been letting this go without mm. putting a line in the sand right without oh. drawing a line in the sand yeah oh and listen don't get me wrong right if it's the first call with the client i may approach it a little more tenderly yeah but for the purposes of the conversation right trying yeah. to get the point across which is hey listen even if your partner or your spouse is the one who is out there spending money on all kinds of things that mm -hmm. are not within your budget or not affordable given your income yeah that's a real thing and mm -hmm. we need to deal with that too right but also at the very least you know, you're free to say, this doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I've, of course, with the caveat of like certain kinds of relationships that have abusive dynamics and, and, you know, where financial control, like, of course, I want to carve that out. Like those are a lot more difficult to leave, but I, I'm speaking here to essentially healthy relationships that consist of two autonomous, like, free to do what they choose to do human beings right yeah i just i just like to clarify that uh you're always free to go right and how many times have you brought this conversation up in the past and how have you approached it mm -hmm. right and if you brought it up a bunch of times did you try new approaches or did you keep trying the same approach right the, the ones um, that don't work <laughs> exactly right yeah. and it is a rare, rare couple where even the quote unquote good one, right? Who mm -hmm. has their spreadsheets and doesn't overspend. And don't right. get me wrong, I'm that kind of person by nature, right? I'm conservative in my spending by nature, but uh, it's very rare that they have been regularly inviting their partner to engage with this, mm. that they have done their own work on themselves around how am I approaching this conversation? How do I think about money overall, right? And they've gone and gotten, you know, coaching or therapy about money and may right. continue to like, that's not most couples. Yeah. And if that is you, to be honest, if that is you and your partner still hasn't come around, at some point you have to ask yourself, is this the right person for me? Right. Yeah. Because, Are they compatible? Mm -hmm. Right. Because to me, and I think the statistics bear it out, being able to find alignment and, and talk about money stuff, like to, this is one of the most important issues in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Right. It 
affects our everyday lives. It touches on our ability to, where are we gonna live? What standard of living? Are we gonna have a family? How big a family? What kind of th things do we have around our careers, retirement? It's mm. such a profound topic in that it is a huge part of all of these other key conversations. Mm -hmm. So if you have a partner who is unwilling to dialogue with you about that, at some point you have to say, is this right for me? Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, now, hopefully that's not the case, right? Usually someone, if you haven't been able to get the conversation started, it's usually because you haven't tried too much or you haven't tried any new approaches. Mm -hmm. And and or maybe your partner is just scared or anxious or they have some shame that they're not even aware they have that they're trying to avoid. And as mm -hmm. long as they're open, right, that stuff can be worked on and worked through. But that's why mm -hmm. I say, look at your role in the matter. Because if yeah. your approaches in the past haven't worked, if you come to your partner like, you know what? I've been thinking a lot about our finances lately, mm. right? Mm -hmm. You could even share how you've been feeling. And I've been feeling a lot of anxiety about it. Mm. Um, and, you know, the truth is I've been feeling this way for three years, give or take. Yeah. And, and I didn't come to you. And that's not really fair mm. because... I started to let like my anxiety and bitterness grow mm -hmm. and I'm sure it showed up in how I was as a partner at some moments. And that's really not fair to you, right? Like I should have come to you sooner, mm -hmm. right? Something, an approach like that, where you acknowledge how what you did or didn't do yeah. created this dynamic and you know, you want to, you should also share how you've been feeling around money, right? You want them yeah. to understand, but also taking responsibility for how your actions or inactions affected them in this situation. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't brought it up, right, but you've been sitting over here with some strong feelings, that's not really fair to them, yeah. right? Yeah. How are they supposed to know? Right. Okay. Um, and if you can come from there to start the dialogue that's it's it's just a whole game changer it's so disarming mm. for your partner yeah. right you didn't come at them like they're doing something wrong you came at them like this has been weighing on my heart and you know what i also realized that a lot of this is on me for how i approached it or didn't approach it and, you know, but this is an important topic and you can even share why it's important, right? Like, because I'm completely in love with you and I'm so yeah. excited for the life we're gonna create together. And so money is like it or not, like whether I like it or not, money is an important piece of that. Mm -hmm. And I just, I want us to be able to feel like teammates on right like mm. and you know I, I recognize that that can be easier to say to like as sure. I'm sitting here as a podcast guest than with your partner right? right but you can work through some of these things and think through them on your own right so mm -hmm. like I said that first piece of self-reflection trying to understand your relationship to money 
maybe identify some triggers just to get mm-hmm. your kind of feet wet. But yeah. then like that second part, how can I acknowledge and take responsibility for my role in what's been going on, right? Or any ways in which I haven't been keeping up my end of the bargain as mm-hmm. a good partner. Um, you know, how have I been feeling Yeah. around our current money situation and our current dynamics around money? And then why does this matter to me, right? What's the, the vision I have for my life with this person, mm-hmm. right? And how does money tie into that, right? So that, because that's why it's worth even having the conversation. Right. right? Yeah. If this wasn't going to benefit you in any way, okay, I, I mean. Then why have it? <laughs> yeah, look, like there's always going to be things that we struggle with and are triggered by as humans. And there's always going to be topics that are uncomfortable for us you don't have to have a conversation like if you you're never going to get to a point where that's not true and even if you did like you don't win a prize for it necessarily um i mean i guess maybe enlightenment so whatever sure but um <laughs> but you know for the most of us who are living in the mainstream society it's like okay yeah why torture yourself with a conversation if you don't have to mm-hmm. but if having this conversation is going to bring you two closer together, bring you peace of mind around your money, mm-hmm. clarity around your finances and how you're going to achieve your goals. And that sense of partnership working on this as a team so that you can build the life you want with the person you love. Like, I think for most of us, that's pretty worth it. Right. I know it is. Yeah. For me. Yeah. So, so many benefits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. And I really like how you talked about when it's the person with the, you know, that doesn't think they're part of the problem. And then they look at all their self-awareness and start taking that responsibility and coming to their partner, being vulnerable and saying, Hey, I have a lot of anxiety or shame about this issue. Here's how I've contributed. And here's where I want to go. Like that right there brings the bridges, the gap of the, we're on a team we're connected. I want this life with you. How can we both get there? Oh gosh, it's so beautiful. Oh. Yeah, right. And that's that's how, right? Like you said, bridge the gap and open the doors to the conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and a little like hack that I like to throw in there, a little linguistic hack, is like especially if it's something we're nervous about, it's easy to end with like a nothing or a can we talk about it? And the nothing, of course, you're not even making the ask. The can we talk about it is better, but it's still the implication of that sentence is that it's, it's up, you know, it's up to you whether we talk about it or not. Only if you want to. Right. Yeah. Versus when's a good time to talk up to start, get this conversation started mm-hmm. right when's a good time for you to like just start building that mutual understanding and respect and and you don't have to use those big words it's like when's a good time to talk mm-hmm. right telling them hey we this is important we need to talk about this but i also recognize i'm coming to you and i started this conversation And I brought up a really 
important big topic that's been a challenge for us. So if you think about it kind of like the seesaw of like power in that particular conversation, right? You are the like heavier one on the ground and your partner's like way up in the air. And that can sometimes feel unsafe for them. Yeah. So like, that's just one little way to balance it a little bit is like, when's a good time to talk and let them at least control that piece of the conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, and also, you know, they may respond beautifully. They may respond with some of their anxieties and whatever, and that's okay, right? Just listen. Um, mm -hmm. And remember that whatever comes up for you or for them, if you hadn't had the courage to go even ask them to start this conversation about money, you would have never known about those triggers and they probably, and you would never had a chance to work through them. Right. right? They have yeah. to come up to be worked through. Um, like we were saying before, th this growth doesn't happen in theory. This growth mm -hmm. happens in practice. Um, and so, you know, it's not going to always go exactly how you expect, but that approach I have found is a real difference maker for people. And typically they haven't approached the money conversation in any way like that. Mm -hmm. And so at the very least, they're not going to get the exact same outcome they've been getting right. by approaching it the exact same way. So this is a new way and a lot of good outcomes, maybe not all the time, but at least we're going to now get more information, yeah. right? And right. we have tried something else and we're going to get a little bit closer to where we need to be, right? Um, but I think also a lot of times our partners, they just want to connect with us in general, including on the topic of money, right? So yeah. if you if you create that space for them, as long as they can get through their triggers, they're usually pretty happy to like join you on that platform, right? And mm -hmm. like approach this together. Yeah, they feel like it's okay since they see, okay, they're trying to, I, I deserve to, or my partner also deserves to, you know, let me be vulnerable enough to put myself out there and try. Mm -hmm. Oh gosh. Well, I'm so going to have to invite you back because um, we're at the end of our time today, but yeah. I, I'm so surprised. I, I feel, felt like that I was really in tune with money and me and my partner, you know, we, we talk about money regularly. Um, and I've learned so much just in this little bit of time from you today. So I, I can't wait to learn more. Um, but I would <laughs> love for my listeners to, uh, uh, if you can say where the listeners can find you, can reach you, if they're interested either in working with you or reading your stuff or listening to your podcast. Absolutely. Um, well, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, it's nice to be on podcasts where therapists are the hosts because they're just great listeners. And I get to even, <laughs> I end up like speaking in a way that's even like better than I normally would because you know you have that great listening on the other side so I appreciate you for I that yeah um and yeah for people who want to get more of a taste of what I do my content and learn more about their own relationship with money and how to step it up uh mm -hmm. I have a quiz 
that is super brief, but you get to find out what I call your couple's money personality type. So it's basically where as a unit are the two of you, right? How strong or not so strong is your communication around money? How much do you know about each other's finances or not, right? Mm -hmm. How much are you on the same page about where you're headed? Um, and then based on whichever result you get on the quiz, then I have some information, some explanations of what I usually see for couples in that space. And then also a specific tool mm. to help people with that type step up to the next level. Wow. Right? Yeah. So that can be found. My website is couplesfinancialcoach.com. Mm -hmm. And that can be the quiz is found at couplesfinancialcoach.com slash quiz. Uh, so pretty easy to remember, hopefully. Uh, and I think that's really the best place to start. You know, from there, you can navigate to my website if you want to email me or text me or set up a consultation or mm -hmm. read my blog. That's all on there. Uh, and also my podcast is the Couples Financial Coach podcast. And uh, you can find it in all the major libraries. And it's also on my website. Uh, so I have a lot of fun doing that. Podcasting is a really fantastic medium for these great conversations mm -hmm. uh, like you brought to me today. So uh, feel free to check that out. That podcast is, of course, about all things related to relationships and money. Perfect. And uh, yeah, you know, otherwise I don't like to give out every place you can find me. I don't want to overwhelm people, but rest assured, I am all the places you'd expect a coach and small business owner to be. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And we'll have that information in the show notes too. If, you know, they can't type things down as they're listening, we'll have an easy, quick link for everybody. So sure. thank you so much, Adam. This has been so much fun. I love the topic of money and I felt really comfortable with, with you talking about money. So I can only imagine how comfortable clients feel, you know, when you're on those coaching calls or, you know, in your office talking about the topic of money. So this has been great. I appreciate it. Thank you, Paige. Yeah.